Hello, and welcome to the Equity Foundation podcast. The Equity Foundation is the professional development arm of Actors' Equity. Our mission is to assist, educate, and inspire performers. To find out more, visit www.equityfoundation.org.au. Good afternoon, everyone. My name is Alex Jones, and I'm the Program Manager at the Equity Foundation. And today I have great pleasure in announcing or welcoming our special guest, Catherine Beck. Before we commence, I would like to acknowledge the Gadigal people of the Eora Nations and pay my respects to all the traditional owners of country and all throughout our country and recognize their continuing connection to land, waters and culture. And that this always was and always will be Aboriginal land and we pay our respects to elders past, present and emerging. I want to also thank uh, the principal sponsor, Media Super. Media Super has been the Equity Foundation's principal sponsor since the early 2000s. They understand how actors work. They understand about actors' differing incomes. They can work with you on your superannuation and uh, can also provide financial advice. So don't forget to get in contact with them or contact me if you need them and uh, they can uh, uh, they can help you. Now for technical details, we'll be recording this. So when you ask questions, just there's, under, you, there's no obligation to state your name. And when we do get to the question time at the end of the session, I will uh, open the chat so that you can talk to Catherine. It might be easier given that we probably won't have that much time for questions at the end. Anyhow, so welcome Catherine and thank you. Thank you. Welcome everyone. How's everyone doing today? Can you type in the chat screen? Let me know where you're calling from. Do we have anyone from New Zealand in the house? I think I saw some people from New Zealand and all over Australia. Melbourne, welcome Canada. Amazing, Victoria, Sydney, all over the place. It's fantastic. Well, who's ready to get their Southern accent going? Now, have you practiced the Southern accent or performed in the Southern accent before? And uh, what did you find the toughest about the Southern accent? Most challenging about the Southern accent, being too much of a parody, going too broad, yeah. Uh, oh yes, close to Aussie, I get confused. There are some similarities to the Australian accent, so we'll look through those today, being specific. All right, well, let's jump in, shall we? So I put together some slides for all of you for today for the training. So I'm gonna try and go as quick, quickly but efficiently through the training today because there's a lot to go through. Um, so we can leave some time for questions at the end. So let's get going. I'm gonna jump to my screen. Well, welcome everyone. All right, so we're talking about the Southern accent. And if you look at the United States of America, you can see these states that are in red is where you would possibly hear the Southern US accent. And you can see it's a great portion of the United States, isn't it? It's a really big portion here. So uh, when we're talking about the Southern accent, there can be a whole variety of different Southern accents. But really what we do is we break it down to two sort of general versions of the Southern accent. One is being the soft R accent, where you have the R coming through, but it's very soft, very subtle, almost not even there. And you'll notice that um, in the hard R accent, we tend to hear this accent a whole lot more throughout a greater region of the US. But there can even be differences, for example, the Texas accent can be very different to the general uh, hard R Southern accent or even the New Orleans accent. So there's different varieties, even within um, the hard R accent. In terms of the soft R accent, you'll find in a very small pocket of the US, you might find it in Georgia, Mississippi, Alabama. Um, it's been described as the plantation accent, might be you know, an accent that you may have heard in Gone with the Wind or um, any of the Tennessee Williams plays, Streetcar Named Desire, Steel Magnolias, the movie Steel Magnolias, if you've seen that, are you know, good examples of the soft R. And when we're talking about the placement 
for the soft R accent, you're thinking of the placement being rather high in the mouth, kind of like towards the roof of the mouth. You wanna relax the lips. Think of get, having that tongue tip more forward in the mouth, really relaxing that lower jaw. And that's gonna help with that nice slow Southern drawl. L trying to lift the soft palate if you can and focusing on chest resonance. So lots of open space for the sound to open up and to resonate in the mouth. Now, when we're talking about the hard R accent, like I said, you generally hear it in a much larger portion of the South. Placement for this accent's uh, similar but different. And in fact, there's two different types of placement for the hard R accent. When it's more nasally or twangy, again, placement is high in the mouth. The lips are now more active, tongue tip still forward, lower jaw is relaxed. Soft palate might be lowered so that we get more of that nasality coming through. You know, so it goes real high, high up here. You might hear, start to hear that nasality in the nose. Uh, and then when we're talking about the other version, where it's more of that soft Southern drawl, you might change the placement a little bit. You might think of putting it into the lower jaw. Lips are now relaxed, tongue tip still forward, soft palate's lowered. You can lower that soft palate or you can raise a bit if you want. And you wanna imagine like you're chewing some bubble gum to really get into that lower jaw. So that's for the hard R. So you've got, when you're going into sort of that twangy nasality, you can think of it being faster and higher in pitch variation there. And when you're more into that drawl, it's kind of slower and less variation in pitch. And this is where you're going to hear the vowels and the diphthongs getting elongated in the Southern drawl version. In terms of flow, you'll see that there's a lot of words kind of chopped together, linking of words together. So instead of I'm going to, it becomes I'm gonna, I'm gonna. So it happens quite a bit in the Southern accent. Now looking at the front vowels, when we're jumping into a Southern accent versus the general American accent, a lot of the sounds are similar, but some are different. And definitely in the front vowels, we see some differences happening. So these are the shifts that we've got here. So if you know phonetics, this will make sense to you. If you don't, don't worry about it because I'll break down the sounds for you. Mid vowels, we shift almost all of the mid vowels. Back vowels, we're shifting all of the back vowels. Diphthongs, changing all the diphthongs. And with the diphthongs and triphthongs plus R coloring for the general American accent, we're still hitting those American R's. They just sound slightly different in the Southern accent. And with the consonants, just a few consonants, as you can see here. So let's start with the front vowel. So what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna explain each sound to you and you can break it down with me. You can repeat and we're gonna go through some practice words and sentences. So when we're going from the vowel sound E as in she, in the general American accent, it sounds like a pure vowel, E. But when we move into the Southern accent, it turns into a diphthong. We start with the schwa sound, which is that neutral sound, uh, and then we go into the E sound, uh, E, uh, E, E. Now this is where it's very similar to the Australian accent as somebody mentioned, because this is actually how you would pronounce this sound in the Australian accent. So this is where the difficulty lies, is really differentiating the difference between the Southern accent and the Aussie accent. For the Southern accent, in the US accent, you wanna make sure your tongue tip is forward, that you're relaxing the back of the tongue so you don't have that built up tension there. So really thinking of sending the sounds forward in the mouth. So try that, ah, e, ah, e, e, e. And let's try some practice words, shall we? B, repeat after me. B, eagle, freesia, geese, heat, these. And if we try it in a practice sentence, we eat sweets in our seats as we weep in the theater. Try that. 
we eat sweets in our seats as we weep in the theater. All right, let's now move to the next front vowel, which is I as in is. Again, we're changing it into a diphthong, but this time it's flip-flopped. So the schwa comes on the other side of the pure vowel sound I. So it becomes I, a, I, a, I, I. So let's try that in some words, shall we? Bit. Try that. Bit. Kit. College. Him. Nickel. Pickle. Which. Zip. And in the practice sentence, we've got Bill is fickle about dill pickles. The college kitchen gives to him. Try that. Excellent. Okay, now we're going to move to eh as in best. Again, we're adding the schwa at the end of the sound. So it goes from eh to eh. Eh. Let's try the practice words. We've got again. Sant. Exit. Freshman. Penny. And wealth. And the practice sentence. Heather lent me her red American Corvette. Oh, sorry, I changed the line. Heather lent her red American Corvette to her friend. Try that and really attack those R's for the hard R Southern. Okay, good. Now there's one other variation sometimes you'll hear in eh as in best. Sometimes it sounds like i as in is. And that's when this sound is followed by an M or the consonant N. So let's try it in some practice words. So instead of pan, it becomes pin. Try that, pin. Min. Sin. Plenty. Enjoy. And in the word get. Get. All right. Now let's move on to the last front vowel. We have at as an at or class. Again, we're adding the schwa at the end. So it becomes a. A. Okay. So let's try it with some practice words. We've got actor. Advance. Bath. Can't. Command. Disaster. And example. And the practice sentence is, by any chance, did you ask the advanced masterful actor about his stagecraft? Okay, good, excellent. Now we're gonna move on to the mid vowels and see how those are gonna be changed by the Southern accent. Catherine? Yes. Sorry, Alex here, just jumping in. Um, look, there's been a request to have a quick look at the first one. Um, if you could just have, an, if you, is it, when you get a second after this, maybe you could just do a quick review. Sure, the first. The practice, the practice sentences, just so they can write, write them down again. I'll write them down. Okay, so if we just go through them, this was the first one. We eat sweets in our seats as we weep in the theater. That's the first one. The next one, Bill is fickle about dill pickles. The college kitchen gives to him. And then we had Heather lent her red American Corvette to her friend. And then that was the last one we just did. By any chance, did you ask the advanced masterful actor about his stagecraft? Okay, so now we're gonna move on to the mid vowels. And first we're gonna focus on 
the first two, which is er is in serve and the short er is a mother. So basically, we just want to focus on that hard R for the Southern accent here. Very similar to the general American accent in the sense that we're using that R coloring in here. So let's practice it in the Southern accent. Practice words here, we've got fern, try that. Fern, turn. Girl, world, rehearse, journey, and herbal. And the practice sentence is, Herbert eats turkey jerky in Williamsburg. Try that. Excellent. All right, now we'll focus on the short er, and this is where you find it in the unstressed part of the word. So you'll see you find it here in these words here. Molar, so it's a short er. Another. Mother. Father. And survive. And the practice sentence is, mother discovered another solar-powered car. Try that. Excellent. Now moving on to the schwa. The schwa's interest in what happens here is sometimes the schwa might get dropped within the word or the unstressed syllable within a word might become the schwa. I'll explain as you see these practice words. So instead of fellow, it becomes fella, fella. Instead of your, if you're condensing the word, it might become ya, ya. Instead of memory, it might become memory, memory. And the practice sentence, help, yourse help yourself to some mela yella. Try that. Okay, good. Now we're going to move on to the back vowels here. And again, we're changing all the back vowels for the southern accent. We're going to start with ooh as in who. Again, this is very interesting because this one is a similar sound substitution as you would get for the Australian accent here because we're starting with the schwa first. Ah, ooh, ah, ooh. So, you know, if you were in the Aussie accent, it would sound like ooh where it gets pulled back into the mouth, but we're bringing that tongue tip more forward for the Southern and general American accent. So it changes the sound. Uh-oh, uh-oh, ooh, ooh. So we're gonna bring it more forward in the mouth. So let's try it with some practice words here. We've got arugula, blue, cool, through and Louisiana. And the practice sentence here, we've got the Chattanooga choo-choo train moved smoothly in June. Try that. Excellent. Uh, as in should, Again, we're adding the diphthong, but to the other side of the vowel now. So it becomes uh, 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 book. Try that, book, nook, put, rookie, sugar, and took. And if we go to the practice sentence, we've got the cook went by foot as he put pudding and sugar cookies in every breakfast nook. Try that. Excellent. That's a hard one. All right. Now we're going to move on to the next back vowel, which is all, as in call. So here we want to add 
extra lip rounding now for the southern accent. Oh, so really use those lips. Let's try it with some practice words. We've got ball, claw, jaw, maul, pause, and slaw. And the practice sentence, who authorized the author to talk in the auditorium? Try that. Okay, and our last back vowel we have is ah is in father. Now this is where we might just slightly close up the lower jaw, just a fraction, not too much. We still want to keep it open. So we've got ah, father. Let's try the practice words. We've got coffee, dollar, mom, toddler and sophomore. And the practice sentence we've got, now wait just a doggone minute. Those cops want hot chocolate. Try that. Excellent. All right, now we're gonna move into the diphthongs. So with the diphthongs, again, we are changing the sounds. So let's focus on the first one. The first one, it's kind of like a flip-flop. So we're starting again. Instead of A, we're adding that schwa before the sound. A, I, A, A, A. So let's try it with some practice words. We've got acorn, bacon, favor, game, trailer, and waiter. And the practice sentence, David complained when Tuesday's debate got delayed. Try that. Okay, now we're moving on to I as in my. So this one's very different. We're going from diphthong into a long vowel. So we're going from I to ah, ah. Gives us that real southern sound. Fine, try that. My, cry, stripes, and nice. And the practice sentence is, Brian despised the sight of, of pineapple fried rice. Okay, good. Now we're moving on to or. So again, we're changing that second sound here to the schwa, or, try that. Brawl, boss, Enjoy and bore. And the practice sentence here is, the boys avoided the oysters at the brawl. Great. Okay, next one we've got is O. We're changing the first sound in the diphthong back to the schwa. Uh, 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 oh. So instead of oh, bow, it's more oh, bow. Try that. Bow. Coal. Focus. Go. Jello. Owner and zip code. And the practice sentence, oh, that's not the right practice sentence. I apologize. I had one slide wrong. Uh, I think the practice sentence here is supposed to be something like, 
Coco won't go home. Try that. Coco won't go home. Okay, now we're moving on to the last diphthong, which is ow. We change that first sound to ah. So it becomes ow. Try that. Ow. So practice here, words here, we've got bow, down, mouth, take out, thousand, and vow. And the practice sentence here is, all the brownies and Girl Scouts went house to house selling cookies around town. Excellent. Okay, good. So now we're going to move on to the diphthongs and triphthongs plus R coloring. So we're using that nice American R in our hard R Southern accent. And we're going to focus on all of them. So the first one is ear as in the word here, ear. All right, so let's try it in some practice words here. We've got cheer, deer, cashmere, peer, and fearful. And you can hear that nice strong R coming through. Let's try it in a practice sentence. We've got, oh my dear, I fear the premier about the musketeer's last frontier was dreary. Try that. Good. Okay, let's move on to the next one, which is air, as in bear, air. Nice strong R again. Let's try some practice words. We've got bear, care, wear, square and pair. And the practice sentence we've got, the fairest of the fairies doesn't like sharing her dairy or cherries. And moving on to the next one, we have or as in poor. Let's try it with some words. We got cure, sure, tour, and lore. And the practice sentence, are you sure I can't lure you into a tour? Try that. All right, now we're moving on to or as in horse. Again, get that nice strong R coming through. Let's try it with some practice words. Born. Door. For. Ignore. S'more. And your. And the practice sentence, we've got the resort shut the northern doors as the morning storm roared onto the seashore. Okay, good. And then we've got R as in car. Nice and open, that jaw at the start of this diphthong, R. Try it with some practice words. We've got alarm, barn, far, marble, and parsley. And the practice sentence here, we've got Barbara barfed in the car as she traveled far from Arkansas to Ann Arbor. Try that. 
Okay, good. Now we've got two triphthongs here. First one is ire, as in the word, admire. So let's try that. Admire. Desire. Fire. Inspire. And tire. And the practice sentence, the choir admired the attire of the umpire. And then our other triphthong, we've got hour. So let's try it in a couple of practice words here. We've got flower, hour, and devour. And the sentence, she devoured the flower in one hour. Try that. All right, moving right along now, we're gonna focus on a few consonants in the Southern accent. Number one is the, the ING, the dropping of the ING, uh, tends to get dropped for more casual speech. So instead of walking, talking, it becomes walking, talking, running, laughing, and singing. So if we try it in a practice sentence, I like playing ping pong after swimming or running long distances. Great. Moving on to the L. Now with the L, the tongue tip is slightly pulled back from the upper gum ridge. So it doesn't actually make contact just right back at that upper gum ridge where the gum connects to the back of the upper teeth. It's slightly pulled back onto the hard palate. So it almost sounds like a W sound coming through. So if we try it with some practice words, let's do that. So we've got school, little, fall, feel, and help. You feel it slightly pulled back there. You try it in a sentence. Wilma loves apple strudel in the fall. And then finally, the consonant T. The T can be dropped when it's after the consonant N and before a vowel within the stressed syllable of a word. So I'll explain here in these practice words, makes more sense. So instead of plenty, it becomes plenty. Interesting. And splinna. So we don't hit that consonant T. We'll try it in a practice sense. We've got there's plenty of splinters in the winner. Okay. And just to play around now with our amazing Southern accents, let's try some additional words and locations in the Southern accent together. So let's repeat after me, Kentucky Derby. Little Rock, Arkansas. Nashville, Tennessee. Biscuits and gravy. Get your grits. Y'all. Down yonder. Hankering. Might could. Hush up. Ragamuffin. Goodness gracious. Well, I'll be fixing to do it. And a few more phrases just to play around with. These are things that you might hear in the South. Bless your heart. What in the Sam Hill? T 
till the cows come home. Heavens to Bitsy. Pretty as a peach. I'm finer than frog hair split four ways. Madder than a wet hen. He could eat corn through a picket fence. Take your own sweet time. All right, cool. So that's the end of my slide. So basically what I like to say about the Southern accent is to, when you're learning the Southern accent is to go really hard and heavy working the sounds out and then you can back them off. You know, they don't have to be that strong for your character. Uh, they can be more subtle. And in fact, you'll hear even subtle varieties of the Southern accent within the US. It's not always super strong. Um, and so that's really dependent on the character, how hard you wanna go with your hard R Southern accent, right? So you have to go back to character, um, time period, um, location, upbringing, education, who they are to figure out exactly what their Southern accent's gonna be. All right, so I've left time for questions. I'm sure you guys have plenty of questions. So are the diphthongs and triphthongs the same for hard R and soft R? Well, so the, the, the big difference between the hard R and the soft R is in the, uh, it's the removal of the R coloring for the, the soft Southern accent. You're gonna lose those hard R's coming in. So anytime you've got an R, it's gonna be soft, very subtle. Hopefully that answers your question, Lana. Um, did anyone get the first sentence down? We eat sweets in our seats as we weep in the theater. But in the South, sometimes they put emphasis on the unstressed syllable. So you could say theater instead of theater, theater. Does the L change to W whenever it's placed in the word or just the end? You'll, um, it's, when it's at the start of the word, you won't hear it as much, but middle to end of the word, you know, so like in the, the words that I had up there, fool, school, you can really feel that and hear that difference in the L there. I've just struggled with pronouncing that word tollable. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. I thought you meant one of the practice sentences. We yeah, sorry. It's from a it's from a play. Uh, he does tall, tallable, tall, tallable. So that would, I guess, that would be you know, opening up and rounding the lips there. Tall, tallable. Okay. Thank you. You're tall. welcome. Yeah. And I just had another question as well. It, what, what would the difference be between a 1930s kind of working class Southern accent to one of today, I guess, if, if you were to do a stage production? Yeah, so I think that's where you would invest heavier in the accents for that um, period piece that you're doing for stage versus modern day. You'll find that the, the accent of today won't be as strong unless maybe it's someone who is in a rural area that doesn't travel much. But these days you'll notice, I think in general, for many regions that the accents aren't as strong as they used to be. Mm -hmm. Oh, great. Thank you so yeah. much for that. Yeah. Thank you, Catherine. You're welcome. Can I um, ask a question? Uh, it's Marty, Catherine. Hi. Um, hi there. Thank you. It's been absolutely, um, Stimulating. Can you um, can you tell me where you place the Cajun accent? Is it harder or softer? Uh, that I believe I haven't done a lot of um, study on the Cajun accent because I haven't really had a need for it. From what I understand, it would also be placed in a hard R version. It seems that geographically, a Cajun is sort of Louisiana. On the on the on the Gulf there, it's sort of the states down on the Gulf, as I understand it, sort of Alabama, um, Louisiana. Um, it's the same as that song, um, but uh, yeah. So you'd you'd see it as a hard R, would you? 
Yeah, from what I understand, it would be considered a hard R accent. There's a very small pocket of the Southern uh, region that does the soft R. Okay, right. and one, one last question. Um, would you say Matthew McConaughey is a good example of a Texas accent? Oh, he's great, yeah. You know, it, it all comes down to the character because the Southern accent covers such a broad landscape of the US, you really have to, it then comes down to the actor to do your homework, to get real specific on where your character's Southern accent lies. But it's always great to find somebody, whether it's Matthew McConaughey or somebody you resonate with that's got um, a Southern accent that you can use as a starting board. And it's amazing, you know, how many different examples there are. Uh, another really great one is if you look at like, for the females, Reese Witherspoon, you know, she's, she's got a Southern accent. If you look at her when she was younger versus, you know, her today, her accent would have changed over the years as well. So, yeah. And, and that's an interesting thing as well. If you look at Matthew, you know, how he sounded years ago, does he sound different today to how he used to sound when he was first starting out as an actor? Thank you. You're welcome. Can I ask what about Dolly Parton, her accent? It's pretty southern isn't it yes she's a good example as well yeah absolutely and in fact she was in that movie i was talking about um steel magnolias uh-huh and that's a great uh, a movie for the southern accent that's more of a soft southern in there but dolly parton for sure is a great example as well she's got a very strong accent and i think it's because she's really She's really a big part of the South and country music, and it's a big part of who she is. Yeah, I love Dolly Parton. She's great. <laughs> She's really good. And I, you know, she was excellent in that movie, Steel Magnolias as well. Uh, I'm trying to think who else was in that. That was fantastic. We had um, Shirley Sally McLean. Field. Sally Field, Julia Roberts. Sally Field. Am I making it up? Shirley MacLaine was in it, right? No, Julia Roberts. Julia Roberts, yeah, but wasn't Shirley in it as well? Didn't she? Shirley MacLaine, yeah, I think she was. Yeah, there. thank you. Yeah, Julia Roberts was amazing in it, and also she's also originally. I can't remember where Julia Roberts is originally from, but she's also from one of the southern states. Julia Garner, I love her accent, and you know, in Ozark, that's another great example. There, love, love, love Julia Garner. Can you read one of the sentences in a plantation accent so we can have a taste of it? Sure. So I'm just going to go back to my slides for a second. So we're going more into the Southern accent. You know, so they've got that Southern drawl. We eat sweets in our seats as we weep in the theater. Uh, if we look at something with the R's, where are the R's? Here we are. Oh, my dear. I fear the premiere about the musketeers last frontier is dreary. So you can hear how the R's are much more subtle, soft there. Instead of, oh my dear, I fear the premiere, right? So that's sort of the difference in the soft R and the hard R accent. And, you know, in a lot of it, you're going to have that slow Southern drawl. But it's like I was saying, sometimes you might hear you know, more of that twangy, more high pitch and play around, you know, with the pitch variety, the melody coming through as you emphasize through the sentence. Do you have any tips? Um, when changing to the soft Southern, are all the sounds the same besides the ones with R balance? They're sort of similar to what we did in the hard R, but there's less sound substitutions. It's slightly different. Um, and because we're limited on time, I thought I would just focus on the hard R today so it doesn't get too confusing. Um, because I feel like with the, the Southern accent, it's one of the accents that can be a bit confusing. I think jumping from other accents um, because there can be so many different varieties within the Southern. 
Uh, do you have any tips for the Metro Texas accent? That's a list, big hat. Yeah, so you're gonna wanna go with a general American accent and then just add a little bit of the hard R flavor coming in so that you don't get that real strong accent coming through. And you'll find that as well in, in um, big cities within, like if you go to Dallas, it doesn't necessarily sound super Southern, it might sound more general American. So you wanna play around with what I like to do, and it's sort of similar, like if you're doing a Manhattan accent for the New York accent, is I would explore the sounds really heavy and then back off and then go more general. And that residual experience that you had of playing around with the Southern sounds really heavy will be there, but only just little essences of it instead of real strong real big hat for the Texan accent. Catherine, it's Marty again. I, in relation to, well, hi there, in relation to auditions, when you get a request for an audition that says in a Southern accent, what do you think is the safest way to go when, when an American casting director says, can you do this in a Southern accent? Because as you've explained, it's so broad and there are so many dialects. Um, I would first look at where the character is located. So if they give you an idea of where they're located, that's going to help you. Um, I would probably go with the, the hard R Southern accent because that puts you in a bigger range of the South because sometimes they don't give you too much information about the character and where they're from. And I would recommend not going too strong on the accent. And that I think is also gonna help you focus more on the character as well. So you don't get trapped in um, you know, focusing on the accent and not really on the work at hand of you know, connecting truthfully to the character. So I'd spend your time um, doing your homework on the accent, but then just letting it breathe in the audition and don't worry about it being too strong or too light. Um, I think if you go heavy in the practice, then you can back off in the audition and you'll find that nice little sweet spot for the accent. But again, I wouldn't focus and worry about that once it comes to audition time. I would do all that work leading up. Does that help you out, Marty? Certainly does, thank you. Okay, good. Teachers often say Aussies have a tendency to drift off at the end of a sentence. Do you have a specific tip on warming up the voice before entering accent work? Uh, do you mean, Tim, just sort of like losing intensity, like kind of fizzling out? Yeah, kind of drift, drifting off at the end, not being clear. Yeah, um, that is a very strong tendency. So you could try an exercise where, you know, the last word in every sentence, you stay nice and strong and very loud, projected loud. I like to walk around the room and you could even jump on the last word of each line. Or I like to imagine I've got like an imaginary sword and I lunge on the last word of each line just to really drive the energy all the way through to the end of the, the statement each time. And those are some good exercises to do. How would you rate her Southern accent? I can't remember, it's been a while since, it's been actually a really long time since I've watched Gone with the Wind. Um, in other talk, in regards to the American attitude, is there a specific Southern attitude to think of? You can think of a couple of things, you know, it again, it depends on the character and where you're located. Like you could think, boy, it's hot outside. And you could think of that like slowness of the deep South perhaps that slows everything down. I've got time on my hands. But again, if you're in a big city, obviously you're not gonna wanna think that. You're still gonna think like, I got things to do. I got things to do, what do you want? You know, so you got more of that um, city mentality coming through. So again, it comes down to the character. But you know, a lot of people say like the, the Southerners are very polite. You could add like a bit of politeness coming through. What can I do for you? Any sort of trigger line, I think that you could say in the Southern accent to get you to that attitude can be helpful. So whatever it needs to be that works with the character. Um, and you know, some of those little phrases that I had at the end, I absolutely love like, uh, there's just so Southern, like there's, um, I don't know if you can see my screen right now. I'm finer than frog split four ways. It's so, you know, so Southern, you don't hear that everywhere. I'm finer than frog split four ways or bless your heart 
or you know some of the other things that are very sort of southerny to say take your own sweet time well you can just take your own sweet time and those can be a real great start for your southern accent to give it that nice strong feel right before you start your scene or your audition I'm so glad you enjoyed. I do also coach the New York accent as well. That's one of my favorites to coach. So, so welcome. I think we still have a couple of minutes. So if you have any other questions, feel free to ask me. There's one here. Do you have any tips to really get into that chest resonance? Yeah, definitely. So I like, you know, just a little bit of light humming and pounding on the chest just to wake up the chest region. So mm, you're going to feel the buzzing tickling on the lips as you lightly pound the chest. You can count to 10. One, two, three, four, five. And then keeping your hand here, count to 10. One, two, three, four, five. You should feel more vibrations resonating within the chest cavity. Just lightly waking it up here. That's a very easy one to do for chest resonance. I've just learned from that you're from Chicago, so I'm very impressed with very impressed with your southern accent. Oh well, thank you very much. Yeah. So uh, let's see. If I go back to Chicago, it's very different. You know. Uh, I'm back at the time with the bears and the bulls and uh, getting a deep dish pizza. Yeah, so I grew up in Chicago and then I lived in Los Angeles for a while and then I moved here 15 years ago. So I'm very global myself, but that's the fun thing about accents is that your accent can change over time. And the more you learn about accents, the easier it becomes to jump in and out from one accent to another and become like an accent chameleon, just super fun. You know, when I go back to Chicago, people go, we don't have an accent. We don't have an accent. It's like, well, we all have an accent. We all have an accent. It's pretty funny. Any other questions? You're so welcome. Yeah, so I would say just keep practicing, keep exploring the Southern accent. It's so much fun. Um, but it's been my absolute pleasure to teach you today. So thank you, everyone. Thank you, Alex. Well, Catherine, uh, Catherine is such a generous teacher and never hesitates when I say, Catherine, do you feel like doing another course or another, another <laughs> class? So, and, um, hope, and we've recorded this in the hope that it translates well to uh, a listening as a podcast. So uh, I'm sure that it does. So Catherine, thank you so much. So generous. Welcome. My pleasure. Thank you, everybody. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks so much. Thank you. Thank you, Alan. Thank you. Thank you. Media Super is the principal sponsor of the Equity Foundation. For more information about the work of the foundation, visit equityfoundation.org.au or follow Australian Actors Equity on Facebook and Twitter.